Welcome to another episode of A Chat with Agatha podcast. I am just so happy to be here because as I was making my notes on this episode, I was actually writing things, writing things, writing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so empowering. And I hope that it will be for you. I hope that it will be enlightening. And I hope that you'll take it as um, as kind of road signs and maybe a little bit of direction that you might get into your life to figure certain things out, to maybe change your trajectories or the way you approach things and to see where you're leaking your power and how to take it back. And I know that a lot of times we don't even know that we have the power. So we don't know that we're leaking it because we don't know what power we have. So I'm hoping that today I will enlighten you a little bit and that you'll be able to take this home and start applying some of those uh, tools and approaches that I'll be sharing with you today. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Agatha Langer and I have the greatest pleasure of working with women of all ages um, to help them to find fulfillment in their relationships and not just the relationships that they have with their partners. Yes, we heal and we fix those very efficiently. By the way, we do that together without the participation of your partner. So if your partner is like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to open up. I don't want to share anything. I don't want to do therapy. Cool. He doesn't have to because you actually have the power to do that by yourself. And so we do that, but we foremost, we, we fix that relationship that you have with yourself. And why is this even worth doing? Because first of all, you've got huge potential inside of you. And if you don't know that potential, if you don't know yourself, if there is that programming running and you're running on autopilot, then how can you tap into it? Like you will never know yourself. You'll always feel like you could always do more. You could always achieve more. You can always love yourself more, but you somehow feel like you're spinning wheels. So this is exactly where I help you get unstuck so that you can enjoy the life. Because by the way, we're meant to enjoy our lives. The life here on earth is not to struggle. Yes, at first we struggle because we need to heal, but that healing, once it's complete, or well, I guess there is a point where there's like a completion point and then you might just be tying loose ends down the road. But from that point, you just you just feel your power. You're so empowered that you start consciously, consciously creating your reality. Instead of just living on autopilot, uh, playing out all the programming, all the shoots, and uh, giving in to fear and things like that, right? You actually take the steering wheel of life into your hands and you start going in the direction that you want. Like you feel that inside of you. And this is exactly where I want to take you. Um, This is exactly my mission in the world because we're just leaking so much power, all of us. And hey, I am not immune to it. I've leaked enough of my power and I know I still fall into those cycles of doing that. And I have to kind of correct myself, right? And get back on track, get back into alignment. I do fall into those cycles of poor me. I'm not immune to it, right? But at least I know to correct myself and and get out of it and start creating. So that takes me to the first place where I would like to show you where you give your power away and how to take it back. Because most people, I'll tell you, most people have it backwards. So 
all of us, I would say, all of us want to be happy and fulfilled in life, right? And feel that joy and peace and ease and flow. And most of us think that in order for us to do it, to achieve it, we have to change what's around us. We, we need to change our circumstances. We need to change the way our partner behaves. We need to change the way that maybe your mother uh, communicates with you. Maybe she is that kind of disapproving mother or your mother-in-law maybe, right? Maybe you have that relationship. And so most people, what they will do, they will take their energy and their efforts and they will start changing their circumstances so that they can feel better. So it's that attitude of I'm changing the outward so that I can be happy here, so I can have good feelings, so, so I can just um, be comfortable living, right? But this is a little bit back. Well, actually, not a little bit. Let's just be honest. That's completely backwards. Because in order for you to change your circumstances, you first need to change your attitude, approach, and whatever it is that you're carrying inside. Okay? You know that, that saying that if you want to change your world, you need to start with yourself? And this is exactly how it works. Because here is your number one if and if this is the only thing that you get out of this episode that you're going to be already winning at this game called life okay because we create we, we people create with our thoughts with our emotions and with our actions and when i say create yes i'm talking about metaphysics something something that we don't necessarily observe as that energy goes out right as that frequency goes out what we observe is already the result of it which is where you live what connections you have what people you attract into your life how you communicate with others what job you have how much money you attract into your life all that is just a reflection and a result of the um, of the frequency that we give out and so now you see that in order to change the circumstances and what you attract in your life, you really have to change the frequency which you emit into the world, right? You probably have heard about the law of attraction. If not, please do check it out. There is plenty and plenty on books of that. This is like definitely the way to start the law of attraction which is a universal law and we all are a subject to it like there is no people there aren't people who are like eh, I'm excluded I'm just not gonna do it so this is my first point of saying uh, where we give our power back we're trying to control and that brings me also to the next point which is controlling controlling as it is takes a lot of energy out of us if you have a child or children right and you're trying to control their computer time or media time you know that after a few days you get freaking exhausted or you're trying to control um you know even reminding brush your teeth or wash your hands after you use the bathroom or clean your room right this is all that that control that we're trying to impose on others and it's just freaking exhausting. And yes, it is because the more you control, the more you lack trust. And also we're talking, I'm a relationship coach, right? That's how I um, name myself. That's the label that I decided to put on my, uh, on my um, existence, let's say, or my role or my job here on earth 
let's go with it, let's roll with it, a relationship coach. Almost all the women that I work with, they have trouble with controlling, meaning they, they know they over control. They know that they have trouble letting go. This is definitely a, la um, a sign of lack of trust you have. Trust that somebody else, like your partner, will be able to uh, make a good decision for themselves. Because you might be thinking, no, I have to do everything by myself because uh, I know that I'll do it best if somebody else does it. Um, this also applies to your job or to your job surroundings or coworkers. A lot of times people who supervise, they're like, well, no, I have to do it myself because if I delegate, they'll come back with errors, mistakes, and um, I just, and I'm going to have to fix everything, right? Now, here is the thing. If you're in that situation, here's the thing. If you have that subconscious belief that you're the only one who can do it best, then you're going to create that reality, meaning you're going to create a reality where your coworkers or the people who work for you, if you're like a supervisor or manager, right? They're going to be making mistakes because the belief that you carry is going to get realized or manifested in your reality because that's how the universe works. The universe needs to prove that you're right. So if you carry a belief, which is your truth, that only you can do something error-free and it's going to be the best way possible, then it's going to create those circumstances that, that, will, that will prove you right. And also coming back to the family life, right? Uh, so many women are smothering, okay? It, it is really, it, it is a smothering energy of control. And hey, I used to beat her. <laughs> I used to be a control freak. I don't honestly, like when I think about how exhausting all those things were, that I would need to control what my husband buys in the store, that he sticks to the grocery list, all the things like... Uh, you know, his diet, I would get freaked out and really angry because he wouldn't eat healthy, right? And then the kids wouldn't eat healthy because of course every kids wants to eat junk. And and what we bought inside the house and, and how things were done, what trips we were planning, how we were planning, where we were staying, like I just wanted to have it all under control. Phew, I'm just exhausted thinking about it. Okay, but that also meant that I didn't have trust in others. And when you, here's the thing, okay? When you don't trust others very much, it's the same, it's a reflection of the lack of trust that you have in yourself. And we lack that trust in ourselves when we operate from ego. And what does this mean, operate from ego? From the, our little self, the one that is all stuck in all the programming and and the limiting belief systems and is operating from fear. Look how much fear there is. That, that fear is really what fuels that machine of controlling because you fear that something will go wrong. You feel that somebody's going to make a mistake. You fear that things will go wrong. You fear that your whole household will fall apart or your whole unit at work will fall apart if you stop controlling things. Now, when I say stop controlling, that doesn't mean, mean that you just sit on the couch and you don't care, right? But there is that beauty in giving others that freedom when they can show you really their talents and what they're capable of and they can show you who they are and they can, free, they can feel free. They can feel like a sovereign being that 
can make decisions for themselves. A being that is capable, that is talented, that can bring in something to the table, whether that's your relationship, family, or whether that's the job, right? Because coming back, when we smother that person or people with that energy of, no, I can do better, you're not capable, you can't do it, you're going to make mistakes, then they are prone to make them. Because they're not really themselves. They just feel like they are subject to whatever your rules are, right? And you're away. And they can't feel like they're free. And they can really show how beautiful of a, and talented of a person they are. And everybody has those talents. If you're sitting and thinking to myself, oh, my husband is a loser or this and that, you probably just haven't allowed that person to show. Because we have those fixed beliefs and perceptions of that person and as long as we hold on to them that person will be playing out whatever it is that we think it's like we project that on that other person and that person becomes our puppet they we we control them via our energy uh yeah another thing on my list and my gosh that list is so long because i kept going and going so um i'm going to try to be brief and to the point so I've mentioned already fear, and this is probably the biggest, biggest stopper of any action that there is in the in that human realm, right? Because we go in the, our ego. Our ego is doing an excellent job of keeping us safe. And in order for our ego to keep us safe, it needs to bring out that emotion of fear that will say, oh, no, don't do it. Don't make that decision. Don't go that way. It's better to be safe. And yes, you are going to be safe if you don't make certain decisions, if you give in to that fear. Absolutely, you're going to be safe because you're going to stay in a state that is known to you, which means safe to you, right? Because you already know what it is, you know what to expect. But staying safe doesn't mean staying happy. Staying safe doesn't mean being fulfilled or feeling fulfilled. Staying safe usually does not mean living your life to the fullest. It's actually usually the opposite, right? So if you can think of all those times that you, you've given into fear, maybe, maybe it is that you're trying to change jobs right now, right? And you're like, well, no, but this is safe. At least I know it. I know what to expect. I know what to expect of my boss. I don't want to take that risk. But hey, Maybe that job is calling you because this is going to be more fulfilling on, uh, uh, more fulfilling and aligned with your life path and actually bring you that feeling of living your life to the fullest and being brave and giving whatever talents you have that can come out during in that job or in that position that you have. Or maybe it's a new business where you want to serve people, right? And you just keep stopping yourself because of the fear. And I'll, I'll tell you something. Uh, recently, I've um, I've had a little discussion with myself and I asked that question to the universe. I put it out there and I got a quick answer. And uh, taking action in general or taking chances, taking risks, going into unknown, a lot of times will mean that you will make what we call mistakes right or you go into a path that wasn't maybe the best one 
that's exactly what it means. We, we kind of stumble. Sometimes we fall. It's just how we get up. It counts, right? But this is exactly what people are afraid of. They are afraid of maybe judgment, maybe what, what will the family say? What will others say? What if I fail? I think that's the biggest one. What if I fail? So from that point, we have to really redefine the notion of failure. What is failure? Because I'll tell you the conversation, I stopped, started talking about the conversation that I had. And I was looking at all those roads that I took that were like just one-way roads. I had to back up and I just had to redo things. That didn't work. That didn't work. Somebody could call it failure. And, and I was sitting in that place and I was like, maybe I'll just do something that is like safe and stable and just have my quiet life and not expect anymore although i know i'm being pulled to serve and to change people's lives like this is where i want to be this is where my genius is and this is my life path right and i got the answer hey at least you're trying most people won't even do that and i was oh my god this is right at least i'm trying because guess what 5, 10, 15 years from now or on my deathbed, I'll be looking back and I'll be, even if the whole thing turned out to be a failure by our definition of failure, right? Meaning didn't get me where I was trying to get. Then I could I could say, hey, at least I'm try I've tried. I didn't sit there and I didn't get paralyzed by fear, but at least I've tried. So this is some food for thought for you. Hopefully it will motivate you to um, to redesign that, that notion of failure and what it means for you. Because really, failure, it's just, it just means that you're trying, right? But it's not really a failure, meaning... <sighs> the failure is when you stop and you don't do anything. That is when you fail. When you fall because you've made a mistake and maybe, yes, it didn't work as you expected... And stopping right there and giving up and being paralyzed by fear and not doing anything else, this is failure. If you get up and you keep going because you've just discovered a way that didn't work and you could check off, eliminate it and say, okay, that didn't work, what's next? That is not a failure. That is just eliminating something that didn't work, right? Saying, wow, I have now so much more knowledge, so much experience because I know that A, B, C, and D didn't work, so we're moving to E. To plan E and seeing how that plans out. This is how we grow. The other thing that I had to learn, and it does come from all the um, taking action, right? And it was something that actually a very new concept to me. And I can't remember. That might have been James Wedmore. If you look him up, if you're trying um, to be an entrepreneur or build your business, James Wedmore is absolutely fantastic. Um, I think I might have heard it from him. Uh, I can't be sure. But it was that notion of action creates clarity. Because here is what happens. We often wait and we wait and we wait until we have all the pieces in place, until we have all the information in place, until it's so clear that it cannot be any clearer. And we kind of are laying that path that we think is going to be error and stumble free because we have all the pieces, right? And we, we kind of wait for it. Well, here is what happens. Not only it's, um, it's stealing our time, 
and energy to wait until everything is complete. But I can assure you that once you make that step and make that, make that decision, you're going to see that some pieces were still missing, right? And Or something that you need to still work on or gather. And this is exactly... Uh, this exactly, exactly proves the point that out of action comes clarity because eliminating all those things that don't work um, and seeing what you need to still pick up on the way, what knowledge you're missing, maybe what, what skill you're missing, that's your clarity. And all those things that we call failures, that adds to that clarity too because now you know what doesn't work. So you can get clarity without action. And then here's another thing that I'll tell you, and this is again from the metaphysics point of view. If you need some additional pieces to drop in into your consciousness, you need to start growing and moving and making decisions because this is almost like being in school. You can't learn to divide and, and uh, multiply if you don't if you don't do the adding and the subtracting actually you could i am i'm probably wrong here but you you know what i mean like this is the order right first we first we uh, master the adding then we do subtracting then multiplication then division we all do that in order right because those pieces kind of drop in and sure multiplication will be much more clear to us once we master the um, the uh, how to add and how to uh, subtract, right? This is exactly how it works. Those are the stepping stones. So once you master certain things or certain skills in your life, your consciousness is at that point, and then you're like, okay, and we're ready for next pieces to drop into our awareness, into our consciousness. We're just ready for it. It's it's a path. It's a it's it kind of it's a path that unravels itself as we go but we have to start walking <laughs> we have to start walking it and building that path as we go whoa another big one waiting for permission or for approval and this is something again that comes deep from our um from our programming as a child right i mean in order to talk, we needed to raise our hand. At least I was in school. I was like that. In order to go use the bathroom, you had to ask for permission to go and use the bathroom. And yes, I know those are the rules and there is a certain um, reason for it, right? Because otherwise life would be chaotic. Although there are schools that, that work on very different bases and they still operate beautifully. But my point is that we were taught to wait for approval, somebody's approval, uh, or somebody's permission or somebody's praise in order to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. I am smart enough. I can actually go that way or that way. And then, you know, it, all the, the teachers, oh, they all had something to say about you. And even if they didn't say, they give you grades. Grades are another way of saying something about you. And that might have been a, a grade that told you, oh, I'm super, I'm, I really suck at the math, right? Or I'm not good at writing. And heck, what do you know? Maybe the whole life you've been stopping yourself from writing a book that could be life-changing for others. Only because you got a bad grade at English or composition, right? Or maybe the teacher made a remark and uh, maybe you're thinking, okay, who am I to even write or to give knowledge to others? And you're stopping yourself. You're blocking yourself from that. 
only because you're waiting for permission. A lot of times we're made for coming back to relationships. Oh my God. And I can tell you just yesterday what happened. Um, I guess I was waiting for permission from my husband very unconsciously to go and to continue and to have patience building what I'm building, my coaching business, so that I can reach many more people than I'm reaching right now. And this is exactly what I'm doing. I want to reach many more people and make difference in their life. And he reminded me, he said, your first business, how long did it take you to do that? And I said, five years. And he goes, yeah, and you're unpatient. Like you've been in, you know, you've been, you've decided to go in full time and actually do it. You've been doing this for a year. And I know that I've been coaching a lot of people already and making difference in their lives. But I guess my vision of this would be like, no, I want to do it faster. I want to have it now. I want to, and he's like, patience, patience. And so when he said that, this was also like, almost, it felt like, oh, okay, now I have permission to um, to go at my own pace, to kind of grow, to do it step by step. I don't have to do it overnight. And I didn't re even realize that I was missing it. And it, it seems so like, daha. I mean, everything grows step by step. You can't have a seed and then, you, and, and then like the whole stock of corn grows, right? Like you, you, it, it just doesn't happen. But I guess we, we don't really realize how much we're waiting for somebody to give us that green light and say, hey, it's okay for you to do that. It's okay for you to make mistakes. Maybe it's our parents. Maybe we're afraid that we're going to seem like a failure in front of our family, in front of our parents or maybe children, right? And we're waiting for that permission. Well, here's the thing. What if it's not coming? Then what? Then you're going to stop your whole life? And maybe those are the small decisions that you're really stopping yourselves from. Like maybe really small, maybe it's a hobby you want to take on, but nobody's coming and saying, hey, you deserve it, honey. Go ahead, go take those dance lessons. Or maybe go get a massage, right? That's not a huge decision, but maybe we're just waiting for somebody to be like, here is the silver tray and here is your gift. And suddenly we wake up and it's like, what, nobody's coming to save me? <laughs> no, nobody's coming to save you. That's why that has to come from us. We have to be brave enough and ballsy enough to go and do it. Hey, and you know what? Again, I'm not immune to it. Like I just gave you an example, right? I still fall into that same category and I still have to watch myself and correct myself and be like, okay, like what's, what's going on here? What's stopping me? And it's usually my ego, <laughs> which is fear, right? The fear that is stopping me because I'm going to look bad in front of others, because I'm going to maybe disappoint others, or maybe there is a certain um, certain like persona that I'm trying to build, a certain identity, and what if that identity suddenly gets crushed and everybody thinks of me like one big failure and somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, right? What if, what if, what if? Okay, so... The last thing that I'm going to mention today, because I see already I'm going to split it into two episodes. I wasn't expecting it, but like I was saying, I was writing so many things. And I think those pieces are really crucial to understand. And um, and I'm hoping that they will empower you into the future, into your decision making. And into just really doing the things that can help you. Because 
there's so many opportunities that that kind of pass right that pass and we don't take them because we're fearful and why not why not why not invest in yourself why not invest in, even in that massage this is still for your well-being everything that is trying to keep us safe here like i said safe doesn't mean happy but the last point i would like to uh, make here is where we leak our power is definitely the past and the future and you probably realize that a lot of times we just don't know kind of what to do it because we carry that baggage from our past we carry all those uh maybe sad memories maybe we carry resentment maybe we carry that deep sorrow toward our parents that were behaving in a way that didn't show us appreciation didn't show us love maybe you had a parent who was constantly telling you hey you can do better this is the you can do better and you know they were trying their best right and we know that they were just playing whatever programming they were given by their parents but it doesn't change the fact that there is a certain burden and that burden is not just emotional but it's also mental because we behind all those circumstances we people tend to create narr uh, narratives <laughs> oh my gosh couldn't get the word out <laughs> certain narration right behind it certain stories so to say so if let's say your mom or your dad never hugged you never said a good word about you never showed you that appreciation then your backstory might be well i'm just not good enough well i'm just a failure well i'm just worse than others well i'm nothing i'm i don't have talents i i am not smart enough all those things right and these are maybe you've created them in the past but they still active in your subconscious mind this is a part of your programming your operating system right this is a part of it so the past definitely can steal our few our uh, uh, present moment or the piece of the present moment and then worrying about the future oh my gosh we know that i don't think i have to talk more about that right so staying in that present moment is really where our power, power is, where we can get aligned, where we can have that source energy flow through us and give us intuitive hints and direct us left or right. What decision do I make? How do I approach this? This is where your power is. And by the way, if you would like to go deeper into that, because it just so happens that we're starting a circle, a women's circle, June 6th um and i'm trying to think when this episode will be airing hmm, it might be all already after but i'm going to be repeating those circles so this month we are going to be focusing on the power of now of letting go what doesn't serve us it's a four-week series that i'm hoping to repeat with different topics and different focus we're going to be meeting life we're going to be sharing our experiences i'm going to be giving you some teaching uh, and something to focus on for the next week and I am going to give you tangible tools and tangible exercises on what to do because knowledge without application is just knowledge it's useless right so that's what I'm hoping to do and then we'll come back and we'll we'll kind of explore our experiences and say what, what it did for us what it didn't do for us and we can shift and and kind of just make the best of our lives and of uh, the power that we carry inside so I am going to post the, 
the link to the circle below in the show notes and i hope to see you there and we're going to do the next episode of take your power back or how to take your power back we're going to be doing it next week so until next time